Do you want a cash-flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom? Sunsets and palm trees on your terms. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started with no money or credit and quickly grew a multi-million dollar portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson, and we have a really great story today. Another, what I'll call working the W-2 job story to ultimate freedom. And our next speaker is really going to talk about how he kind of went into the corporate America life and really was there for 20 years. He was all in and then something changed and forced him to make a decision. And that may be a decision that you are contemplating right now is, do I go all in? Do I take this thing called real estate? I know that I think, and I'm not quite exactly sure, but I believe that it's the right way. And that's probably what you're asking yourself right now. And do I make the full commitment? And our next guest, Mike Deaton, did exactly that. So Mike and his wife, they escaped corporate life and entered the real estate market together in 2016. They went full-time in 2017, and they formally launched their real estate investing business and have incorporated multiple asset classes to combine tremendous cash flow and financial returns with incredible tax benefits. They're currently active land investors and as well as partners in more than 1176 units in the multifamily asset and it's across multiple markets in the United States. As real estate entrepreneurs, they love enjoying ultimate lifestyle and freedom while delivering on their mission in making significant impacts to both investors and the communities in which they partner with the ultimate goal of returning over $1 billion in investment returns. So this is going to be a really neat story. You're going to see someone that was in corporate life and decided to make a change. And if you're on this podcast right now and you're thinking about, is real estate the right decision? Is the market too crazy right now? Is it, can I do it? I want you to listen to this podcast because I'm telling you right now, no matter where you're at, I just believe real estate is the one thing that will set you free. It's the easiest way to become a multi, multi-millionaire with in very little time and really with average ability. I don't even think you have to be like Superman. You just have to be able to work hard and do like the simple, like most people go to work every day. Why not work for yourself or firmly put that foot in the direction that you want to go and be working towards that goal daily, right? So guys, take a quick listen. Before we do that, though, real quick, a word from our sponsors. At Kahuna Investments, we partner with passive investors to create award-winning communities families love to call home. If you want to learn more about our company and our process, go to www.kahunainvestments.com and click the deal room. All right, we're back. So also I want to give a shout out to podcasts. I love when you guys go out on iTunes and give me reviews. This one comes from Maddie. Maddie says, incredible podcast. This podcast is truly incredible resource for anyone in real estate and looking to build their wealth and find financial freedom. Corey is knowledgeable, helpful, passionate, and empowering. Highly recommend. 
listen, we try not to give just a crappy little podcast that no one's going to really pay attention to. We will keep you up and we'll keep you motivated. And I'm telling you, I believe in this product so much that I'm telling you, all you got to do is put some belief behind what you're doing and then just jump in with both feet, with all your mind and with all your passion and move forward. It will set you free. So let's get to it. Hey, Mike, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, Corey. It's a pleasure to be on. Well, we got another story. I don't think these stories ever get old, which is I'm a self-made and being self-made in this business is, I think everybody starts somewhere, but I think you've got a really unique story. And if you would, I would love for you to kind of open that story up. But before we do that, just tell everybody who Mike is and what Mike's about. We'll kind of jump into the story about who you are, brother. Yeah, sure. So man, Mike is an outdoor lover. I've been on a journey, lived a few lives, it feels like already. And I feel like I'm living my best one every day. So it's been a great journey. I couldn't ask, honestly. I mean, I last few months even have been living a dream and I love helping other people get to whatever their dream is. So I'm excited to talk about my story. Cool. So you started off really as a W-2 employee in corporate America, right? Yeah. My story is probably like hundreds of millions of other Americans. I went to school. My parents pushed on me to excel. And I did. I got great grades, played sports, followed just the normal path, quote unquote, went to college, got a W-2 job out of college. I was in tech. I started in manufacturing, working second shift job and worked my way just up the ladder. And that was the story really of probably 20 years of my life was really just spent working a W-2, working somebody else's plan, right? And climbing the ladder. And that's kind of it. And about five years ago, as we were talking about, we escaped and uh, kind of found our way into real estate as a way to enjoy lifestyle freedom. And let's talk about the why. So what happened? Because usually there's a point, there's something happens that changes the way you were thinking, right? Yeah. I mean, because 20 years you're on this journey, you're on this path. And all of a sudden, five years ago, there's a break in the path. What was that and why? Yeah, that's a great question. It is a little bit different for everybody and we all have our different personalities. But for me, I would say in 2016, there wasn't one event, but there was a series of events that sort of opened a path before me. And so my wife and I were both employed. We were living in Plano, Texas, which is a little suburb out of Dallas. It's not so little anymore, but (laughs) we both found ourselves out of work that summer for various reasons. Her The healthcare company she was working for was relocating. My job was really not needed in the Dallas-Fort Worth area anymore. And to continue, I was with Microsoft at the time. And to continue, they're headquartered in Seattle. I didn't want to move to Seattle. And so I took a payout and a leave. And so we both found ourselves out of work. At the same time, we have two older daughters. They're 22 and 25 now. But back then, one was just entering college. The other was about to go to college. And so we empty nested. And that whole thought process of interviewing for another company, starting over somewhere, joining a company culture that you know nothing about, potentially relocating to companies that were looking to hire me. I was in supply chain and tech were all West Coast based pretty much. And I just was getting an ulcer practically thinking about going back into the workforce. And so... I would say similar to 99% of every real estate investor I ever talked to, maybe even a hundred, there's a rich dad, poor dad story back there somewhere where you get exposed to Robert Kiyosaki and his viewpoints of 
create cash flow. Don't do the W-2. Get on the business and investor side of his cash flow quadrant, generate cash flow and create your own life. And so I had recently reread that book and was I had been on a journey to look for side hustles to create cash flow. And for me, one of the most interesting ones that I found was in flipping vacant land. I had heard a couple of guys on podcasts that were just buying and selling land and they were making triple and four digit returns on their investment in a very quick way. And so I had invested in somebody's educational program, bought a what they called a toolkit. Shout out to Mark Podolsky and the Land Geek. He has a whole program out there in ecosystem, yeah. but I bought his toolkit. And quite frankly, I threw it on the desk and I hadn't even looked at it because I was working a W-2 job and I was full-time grinding away. Well, then when I found myself with a little time and a little motivation, let's say, I decided to uh, crack that open. And my wife and I talked about it and we just said, we have a nest egg. Kids are taken care of. Their college is set aside. We had the ability to, I'll say the word fail. I hate the word fail because it's never a failure. You try something and if it doesn't work, it's feedback. But we had that ability where we could say, okay, let's take a risk. right? And for me, I would say, getting back to your question of the why, my why in my early days was a lot about my family and security and what I thought was security. And so that that W-2 job, benefits, a 401k. It was stability. It was incremental steps up the ladder. And then you know, in 2016, we found ourselves in a position to where we could take a risk and we could go about life in a different way and we could find something more fulfilling. So we took that second half of that year to really ask ourselves, what is our why and what do we want out of life? And for us, it was to spend more time together. It was to travel. It's to get outdoors and explore while we were still young enough to really do all of that. And so for us, joining the world of the entrepreneurship or the business side and investing, it came about. So like I said, all those things kind of opened up. So we took the opportunity. We downsized. We had a big house in Plano as most Texans (laughs) have these big houses that you can't afford. Anywhere else. And so we sold that and we decided if we could live anywhere we wanted to, where would that be? And we love mountains. And so Colorado was our destination. And we came up to Colorado in 2017 and we rented for a few years while we were looking for a place to park it. And then figured out if you're a new business owner, you're not going to get a mortgage. So we rented for a couple more years until we, <laughs> until we got right. our business on its feet. And here just about three months ago, we bought a, our dream home up in the mountains. And I wake up every day and see pine trees and mountains and deer and turkey. And Right on. So I got to jump in. So man, I always say there's always something that happens, right? We're going on a journey and then there's a fork in the road. And what a great way. And it's almost... It forced you to make a decision when, and that was the same thing that happened to me. I got fired right? Yeah, and I'm like, wow, okay, what am I going to do now? And sometimes that's one of the best things that could ever happen. And look for you, you planned it. You were in a great spot to take some time to breathe and exactly. to look around, yeah. right? And to reassess what you really want. And that is so vitally important. I just think so many people, we're, most of us are doing Groundhog Day, Right. Each and every day, it's the same routine. And you forget that there's life on the other side of that, which is filled with passion and vigor and all the things where you can smell the fresh air and the pine trees, right? Right, yeah. And it was like you woke up from 20 years from that out of the coma and you said, wait a second. And you were fed a little purple book that all of a sudden it replanted when it became real, right? I'm in a spot 
and then it replanted, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you nailed it. Like, I think so many of us do get trapped in a way in this Groundhog Day type of scenario where it's the great American dream or the American life where we just get over leveraged. We get a house, mortgage, cars, kids get in school. And so we tell ourselves this story that I have to keep working and I have to keep grinding away. And it was that moment where we did have a moment to breathe and to introspect and to think about life in a broader topic because we weren't just so busy. And also to your point, I'm a burn the boats guy. Like it's hard for me to do things in parallel. So if I'm working for somebody, I'm all in, I'm working for that person. I'm giving them 80 hours a week or however much I'm traveling, doing all that stuff. And so for me to start something on the side, probably wouldn't have worked as well as in this moment where we just said, okay, we're all in. I'll say when I see different people, I see like when I look at successful people and especially when I interview them on this podcast too, I'm going to tell you about 99% of the people have this one thing in common that has achieved a certain amount of success is that there was a time or a point where they pivoted and they went all in. Mm -hmm. It was at that point that they really said growth and acceleration happened because you can't do it. You can't do this. You can't do anything part-time or halfway. And you can start to learn and then get kind of in. But like you said, even you put the book on the shelf until it was time to go. Yeah, right? it was doing nothing for me, right? I and mean, then once uh, you get activated, and then it becomes so singularly focused that you really, that's what I want to do. Yep, you got it. And really, you start on the journey of like, hey, I just found this thing that's going to make me some money, which is the land business, buying and selling land, right? Yeah. Now, that's not cash flow. That's We're still getting a W-2 off that, right? Or a the wrong type of income, but you started there. Yeah. And then tell me about how did you get into the bring it back into the cash flow side? Yeah. So, well, it is a little bit about cash flow. So it's kind of a passive investing system. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so 90% of the land we sell, we sell, we own or finance on terms. Okay. My buddy, Jack Bosch does this. It's a similar system. I know a lot of Bosch people. And so, but exactly to your point, it's not tax advantaged income. So yeah, it's still coming in. We are a better type of income, but just not the best, right? Because you don't get any really benefits on the land side of it. Right. And so that's the problem we ran into two or three years later, once we built our business up into a really nice income stream, then you know that first tax bill comes and it's like, holy cow, I don't want to give up all this money every year. And so we started searching for another purple book, Tax-Free Wealth by Tom um, Wilwright. Wilwright. Yeah. Starts talking about He's from you know, Arizona go after, too, by the way. Yeah, he is. <laughs> go after depreciation and those kind of things. And so we started this journey into looking at depreciable assets, mobile home parks, storage, multifamily apartments, different types there. And it took us a little while, but we couldn't really find a clear winner, like somebody that said, This is the one. And so for us, we just like multifamily because of the, the scale that you can get out of it. And the fact that, you know, especially in the model that we do, we do a lot of value add type projects where you're putting money back into something and improving the lives of other tenants. And so that one resonated. And we just said, hey, let's start here. We do it for a year or two. If we hate it, we can pivot. If we see another shiny object over here, we can go do that as well. But yeah, I mean, for us, it was really just about building up that passive income stream which is not always passive, right? I mean, if you're working on something, you have to start it up and get it going. So there's amount of energy that has to be put in up on the front end, but we're enjoying the fruits of that labor now. Yeah. And it's never 1000% passive, right? right? You still have to have calls with your manager, unless you're creating a business on that side of your another business to do your investing, right? Right. But it was all said of like, how much time do you really spend 
it's not as much as everybody thinks, right? You don't spend every day saying, hey, yeah, we got to go out and make the donuts. Right. We put in full days, but we put it, we have play days. We went for work for work twice today. So we just kind of got out. It's the funniest thing. I work the same. I say 40 hours, right? Yeah. It's the 40 hours that I want to work. Right. Yeah. And then, but like you said, the biggest difference is controlling your calendar. I don't mind working. I actually like working. Yeah. Right. I find that it gives me a lot of purpose, but the biggest thing with the difference, I think, between of the entrepreneurship side and having an employee side is you only get those two weeks or three weeks or whatever after they give you. And that's it. Yeah. And if it doesn't line up and like, so like we've got, I don't know, I'm going to Hawaii in a couple of weeks for 10 days. Nice. What's it? Uh, Kentucky Derby. Hey. Okay. You just start planning trips to put them in your calendar and then you just go. You go when you want to go. Right. Yeah. Amen. If it's a snow day for Mike, he's going to get some powder. Right. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. If it's a sunny day, I'm going to go for a hike. We're My wife is from Europe. We're going to go for the whole month of April. We're going over to visit her family and we can do it because the money's going to keep coming in. The bills get paid. We can work remotely. We'll do some work while we're over there. And yeah, it's a totally flexible and free lifestyle. Now we skipped over a lot of the work and the dirt, right? So because it's not always, we've sounded and made it sound so simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not always so simple, but yeah. I want to jump in the weeds a little bit with it. How did you start raising? Were you raising money for the land business? Were you already? Yeah. Well, when we started our land business, we decided to take a chunk of money and use it as seed money. So we used our own capital. We put it in, we put a time limit on, and we said, let's give this a go and see if we can turn it into something. And so, yeah, the nitty gritty and the nuts and bolts of all that. I've been in operations my whole life in W2. So I have a really strong ops and business management background. And so we said, we're going to run this like a business, right? So we put in metrics, we had meetings, we put in targets and, and all those kind of things. And so we went about building that business, but we used our own capital to get it going, just didn't really want to over leverage ourselves. And so we also, we sought out, we said, if we're going to do this full time, let's find mentors and coaches, right? So we joined programs and we found a coaching program and we had people that helped. Just like you did for the land, right? That's what we did for the land, right? We joined yeah. a program. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To get in the land. Yeah. To accelerate. Really we also yeah. did that in multifamily when we decided we were going to go into multifamily apartment syndication. And we said, same thing, let's find a group, a mentor, a coach, especially on the multifamily side, I would say, just because it's such a larger Asset. More things going on in between, right? There's tons of things going on. It's tens of millions of dollars. A mistake can be devastating to you and your investors, by the way. So yeah, I mean, but we knew, right? I mean, there's so many people out there that why wouldn't we leverage their expertise and all of that? So yeah, I mean, we went about treating it seriously, right? It's not a hobby. We got in it as a business and a way to make a lifestyle. And so and do all those things. So, and so we're trying to give back as well, right? I mean, I help people all, all the time, every day, almost just reaching out to people that are getting started, whether it's in land or multifamily, or just even wanting to make a career change or something. I love that aspect of, that's the one thing I took away from my W2 career as a high level manager director was really building and fostering a team and seeing individuals thrive. And that just, I mean, for me, that's one of my big whys is giving back and helping and serving others. And I love that aspect of everything. So. There's no better way, right? Teach what you know, right? Yep, exactly. And even if you know that much, a little bit, teach that. You become a better student and a better teacher the more you master that little craft, right? And you start adding more things yeah. in your tool belt where you become masters at. And all of a sudden you're yep. like, wow, I am the sensei. Right. <laughs> 100%. Now, so I understand the whole, the land journey, right? And, and you turn that into a nice income stream. And then you got into the apartments. Now, all of a sudden you come to apartments. It's a different set of rules a little bit, right? Mm. And 
now it requires a lot more capital, right? Probably more than you have saves in your bank account, right? <laughs> yes. So how did you hit that obstacle and what did you do to help find a way through it? Yeah, sure. Great question. So when we came into multifamily, we spent about six months researching, doing some self-study, investigating what kind of a coaching program or mentorship or group that was going to be the right fit for us. And so we spent about six months really doing our due diligence on that front. And we pulled the trigger eventually. And we found a group that was a felt like a great fit. And we started networking with as many people in that group as we could with an open mind. And so I can say we came into that group thinking, okay, I'm going to be a kick-ass underwriter. We're going to find deals and that's going to be my superpower. And very quickly you find out, wow, almost everybody can underwrite a deal to some level and really going to create a niche just doing that. And everybody we talked to said they need capital right, for their deals. And so we said, okay, well, let's pivot and we'll start a journey on raising capital as well. So that is a different animal altogether. It's building trust with people. It's educating people on what the heck multifamily syndication is and why is my money. Right. What is the language of multifamily from cap rates to debt yields to preferred returns, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So we went about that in much the same way. We found people who were successful at it and modeled them. We've joined some programs to help us sharpen our marketing to go through that whole journey. That marketing is something I am not deeply familiar with from my background. And so the whole concept of honing in on your avatar and speaking to that person and really reaching out and taking the time to cultivate relationships and build that trust, not hurrying the process. I mean, we're in this for the long haul. And so we want a good reputation. We want to be reliable. We want to honor our projections, let's say to people and word of mouth is a great, I mean, it's one of the greatest assets in capital raising, I would say, but I mean, it, it was really going about this and creating a almost a totally different business. Are you ready for retirement? The majority of Americans are not. Failing social security and dated financial planning practices put strains on many retirees' finances. 46% of Americans admit they are not taking steps to prepare for the likelihood they outlive their retirement savings. Luckily, it's not too late. Diversify your portfolio. At Kahuna Investments, we partner with passive investors to create award-winning communities families love to call home. To learn more about our company and our process, go to www.kahunainvestments.com and click the deal room. And it really is. So I love what you just said there, because the capital, I always say the money is in the capital, right? It's like the Dons. And because everybody's looking for money. Yeah. And I always say that's the one thing that I learned how to master early on as well. That is what helped propel me. Everybody, there's lots of people finding a deal is more you can, is is instructed, right? Here's the metrics, find this, look for that very much. I can grind it and do it. Everybody can do it. Mm -hmm. Finding money, however, is way more personal and way more process driven, right? And it's like, it is a microwave. It is, or I mean, not oven and not a microwave. Uh, Yeah, Money never shows up like that. You have to massage it and get to know it. And it has to build trust, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You got to cultivate all those relationships. And so, right. It's how do you one, get the exposure. So right. Hosting a podcast, being on a podcast, educational materials, blogging, going to networking events, those kind of things, right. That's the first step. I mean, it's just awareness of someone, but then 
for somebody to put 50 or 75 or 100,000 or more dollars in a deal that you're representing for most people, there are people that will do it, right? I mean, I'm always amazed that there's some people that will just pull the trigger and go on something. But generally, it's about cultivating that relationship. And, it really and- is. Or you got to create a some type of presence that people like know, oh, that's that's where I should go. Yeah, a brand or presence that, that people know that you have a track record and deliver. Absolutely. And on that note, here's my shameless plug. If you want to learn about Corey Peterson Cahoon Investments, go to kahunainvestments.com and click on the deal room and we'll get to know you and get to show you our process and how we uh, raise capital and how we do it. All right, we're back. So I just had a, I saw a shameless love plug. I love I it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> but really, Mike, uh, how incredible. So this is really in, in five years, right? That's not a long time when you think about it. Everybody's like, oh, that's not really long. No. And it has flown by, honestly. I mean, especially when you're in it, building a business and doing things. But yeah, I mean, I, that's the power of real estate, right? And that's why so many people love real estate because you can, whether you have $1 in your pocket, no dollars in your pocket, or a million dollars in your pocket, you can use the system to your advantage, right? So I deal with people in our deals all the time that hustle, right? They have sweat equity. And so they're willing to hustle, grind it out, to get a slice of a deal, to ultimately get some financial equity. And then there's other people that have money and they use that. They want to put up risk capital or they want to passively invest or other things. And so I think that is what has real estate is just one of, if not the greatest asset class out there for that very reason. So many ways to put it together, right? Yeah. Where everybody gets to win too. And not only just the money, right? The sweat equity guy, but the people that actually live at the property. Because a lot of times I know you do this. Yeah, We try to make really nice properties. Yeah. We just bought a property in Texas in November. We closed on it. And last month, February, we started hot and heavy on unit renovations. The owners before it had not really done a whole lot of maintenance. The it's in Texas, for God's sake. It's got a beautiful swimming pool, but it was down. And so, like, you know, they'd gone two years without being able to use their swimming pool. And so we're able to come in, we're able to inject millions of dollars in refurbishing this place and uplift the living conditions of tenants and make something um, really good. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that gets me up every morning is just being able to give back in that way. Watching that process happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in the last five years, how many numbers, would you mind sharing your numbers? Like, uh, how many units do you have? How many assets under management? Like just to give an idea of what you did in five years. So we have multifamilies in the last two years, I would say we're coming up. We started in June, 2020. We had some capital. We joined a deal, two deals as limited partners. So we were just passive investors. We put our money in. We learned a lot about the language of multifamily, what makes good operators, bad operators, those kind of things. And then we were able to leverage that into general partnerships where we took on a more active role in putting up risk capital, helping raise capital, helping manage and coordinate property management and and things like that. And so that gave us an even deeper level of knowledge about the world of multifamily and how to run a property. We also saw, again, what makes a good operator, what makes a bad operator. We're taking notes on things we like, communication styles, all those kind of things. And then in November, we were able to lead our own deal. So we found it, we brought in the team, we signed on the loan along with another partner. We kind of saw it soup to nuts, Boom. as you if you will. Yeah. Right? So all that told, That's just to from- say we're partners in 1,123 units. 
I don't know exactly what assets under management would be on that. I haven't done the math on it, but but it doesn't matter, right? So, like I always say, like those metrics, it's really about the journey. I just wanted to hear, like I love the way you told it, uh-huh. which is very more authentic, right? Some people would be like, "This is done from a pound my chest, actually, I own the yeah. whole thing," right? But here's the truth: you know, you start off as a limited partner, you invested in some deals, and you learned. Yeah. Right. And then you went and said, Hey, I want a more active role. Let me come into the front end of the deal. Maybe put some earnest money or some different type of risk capital. Right. It's called, right. Yep. Get a bigger piece of the pie or something more, either better return or maybe some part of the GP mm-hmm. for that. Right. And then, and meanwhile, along the way, you are learning masses amounts of and different styles because it's not just one deal, it's a couple deals, right? You're in multiple deals yeah. doing this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for us, it's very much about front row seat. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and that was exactly our journey. Like it was amazing the differences in going from the passive investor to being part of the active team to being part of the leading team. I mean, we just, the amount of information that came. You start getting and you start developing your own team and the people that you want to play with to then all of a sudden now you're like, okay, I'm feeling really probably confident, right? Yeah. You've seen it happen enough. You've been in enough. You're ready to find your own. Mm-hmm. And you did. Yeah. At, and at that point, it's like, okay, now I become the puppet master, right? Almost. Yeah, very much. I mean, assemble Voltron. If you're old enough, don't give me Voltron. Is. <laughs> I right? am old enough. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that's no. an anatomy of what happens, right? Voltron United, you find all the pieces yeah. that you need and you put it together But because you're orchestrating the deal and you actually put it under contract, you now have, which is really important for everybody listening, it's called control. It's your deal. It's Mike's deal. Mike gets to make and call the audibles or how it's going to play out. Yeah. Which is really powerful, by the way. It is. And I love every bit of it. I mean, like I said, I was taking notes along the way of what I wanted my management style to be and was able to manifest that in our deal. And now I have repeat partners, if you will, right? People that it's want- the deed and equity partners way, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So we put in a best and final offer property last night and waiting to hear if we got it, but I've already got partners that are reaching out to me saying, hey, if this deal goes, I want to be part of your team, those kind of things. So it is powerful and it is humbling as well. So it's a great experience. Congratulations, my friend. Like, yeah. There's no better journey than the one that you're on, especially you said in the open, I'm living my best life, right? I love every day. I mean, it's like I said, to your point, a five-year journey. I did not expect to be here yet. My wife and I have uh, visions and goals and plans together. And our plan was to land in the mountains and have a mountain home, but we had no idea that we would get here already. So yeah, we wake up every day and pinch ourselves and- Grateful for every day because you don't know how long it's going to last, but be grateful in this moment for sure. All right on. Listen, love the journey. Love this session, man. It really is a testament that no matter where you're at or who you are, there is a journey for you to success. And a lot of times it has to do with being your own boss or creating that path, right? That passive income side. I think all of us want to be, if we read that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, by the way, which is a great book, is to be on that I side. How to become the investor, how do we make money or where our money makes money and we just watch it grow, right? It's a great feeling, by the way. Yes. So Mike, any books you've been reading lately that really resonate with kind of turned your needle a little bit? Yes. I'm a big reader. I love it. I believe wholeheartedly in personal development, not doesn't have to be in the woo-woo way, but in educating and growing. So I would say I'll divide them up into two, real estate. So we've talked about rich dad, poor dad, tax-free wealth, highly recommended for anybody. If you're on a multifamily journey, Joe Fairless's book is great Bible almost of apartment syndications. 
If you're raising money, Hunter Thompson has a great raising capital for real estate book. One I read recently last year or so that had a huge impact on me was Mindset by Carol Dweck. And it's all about having a fixed versus a growth mindset. And you might think that in business, it's very obvious or in certain areas, but she goes into detail on so many aspects of our life, relationships, parenting, friendships, where we get caught in these stories that we tell ourselves. But that for me was really profound. Personal development. I love Tony Robbins, personal power. Some of those other books are great about modeling others' behaviors and doing things like that. Yeah. Those are probably a couple of the the biggest, I would say. Right now I'm reading more of a philosophical book, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, just getting more into the stoic mindset, things like that. But Good stuff. Love it. Love it. Listen, I actually wrote down a couple of books there. I've not actually read a Hunter, Hunter Thompson's book, but I've, uh, I know who he is. And I know he raises lots of money. So I'll give that check. Just for everybody I'm reading right now, it's called The CEO Does Three Things by Trey Taylor. And for me, I love this book. This is a new book on how to elevate yourself to the CEO. And it says a CEO must do three things and only three things, which is people, culture, and numbers which is really, it was profound. It's a great book. So. All right. I'm taking notes on that one. So yeah. Anytime you're reading something, you're going to elevate you to a higher plane or just give you some information. That's what books do is people write these things, not because they usually write it because they're passionate about it and it changed something. So I always like, uh, that's why I love reading books. Sounds like Mike Wright likes to write them as well or read them as well. I love it. And Mike, as we kind of close it up and wrap it up, what would you want if you could encourage any I'll call it, I think we have a good amount of new people and somewhat seasoned people. And I would like to say, what would you tell them both or tell one, each one separately? What would you tell them? So we started off this podcast in something that I love to try and impart on people is give yourself that breathing space, as you called it. Like take the time to consciously step back and know thyself, as they say, right? Think about what do you want out of life? It's going to go really quickly. And so an exercise I like to do, I also do a little coaching, uh, life coaching and executive coaching, keep one or two clients usually because I put in a lot of energy on it. But an exercise I like to do is either think of a 90th or a hundredth birthday and you've got people all around, or it could be a eulogy or whatever, but step forward into your life and look back on it. And what are the things that are going to have been most important to you? Right. And it's not that you bought the newest car or you did something. It's the experiences you have and the friendships you make and those kind of things. And take that back and figure out on your path, are you getting closer to that? Or are you not getting closer to that? And so that's kind of a fundamental life type tool. In the world of business slash investing, I would say, find what resonates with you, but take the time to get educated to a point, right? We can all overanalyze things and overeducate, but then act, right? Find a way to take an action. You can join a multifamily syndication for usually 50,000. You can probably even negotiate a smaller slice of that. I know a lot of deals will advertise a minimum, but if you talk to the sponsors or whatever, you can usually put in a smaller piece if you want. There are funds out there that allow you to invest an even smaller amount of money just to get the experience and to get the taste. But I would say the other point that we brought up is whether you're happy in your W-2 job, whether you are thinking about quitting and starting your own gig, or whether you just want more financial and lifestyle freedom, explore real estate. And if it's not real estate, some other form of passive income, because it can liberate your lifestyle, right? I mean, it just, I hear it every day. I talk to people that are on the same journey and it's just astounding how many people have, have found a path in this. Amen, brother. Well said. So if people want to reach out and get a hold of you and find out more about Mike, where do they go? 
Best site for us is DeatonEquityPartners.com. We have a landing page if you'll just do DeatonEquityPartners.com slash freedom. And I've tried to put a lot of our information there, right? So I have a primer on land investing. If you're interested in getting land investing with a few resources, I have a primer on multifamily. If you think you're interested in multifamily, my contact information is there. If you want to email or call me, I love talking to people about it. So please feel free to reach out. We have a newsletter. So it's all kind of consolidated right there. That's probably the best one-stop shop. And then you can get me any other way from there. Perfect. Well, listen, I want to thank you for coming on this podcast. What an amazing story. What an amazing journey, Mike, of being in the corporate world, realizing and kind of getting in a spot where you have to make a choice, but taking the time to, like we said, breathe and, and to figure out where you want to go and then being very methodical in that process and doing the research and finding the right groups and getting mentored and taking action. That all happens not by chance. It is a purpose and a journey that you've been on. And I think a lot of times success happens not to the stronger or faster man, but to the one who thinks he can, right? And your power of your mind, I think, is the most powerful thing you have. And guys, you have to use it and you have to feed your mind daily that you are worthy, right? Guys, if you believe it, you can achieve it. And your paradise is possible.